Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. It's Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas, and I am back with another episode. We just got back from AVN in Vegas this year, and it was quite exciting. It was something very different for me because I actually didn't really do the whole Alexis Texas thing, but I did. I signed, but I actually was focusing more on private talk. So what we did was we got each and every one of our favorites that we could actually pull from the floor um, and do an interview with us. So I hope you guys like those episodes, but because I couldn't get this lovely lady off that floor because she was so busy and you're busy, you have one of the biggest lines at the convention every year that I've seen you there. We have the lovely Angela White with us today. All right, private talk for you guys out there who don't know who lovely Angela White is. She is an Australian film actress and a director and a good friend of mine. I've known you since you, I feel like when you first started, I feel like I've seen you blossom into this amazing performer. I'm so happy and excited for you. You've won so many different you know, awards and accolades. Um, how does it feel to be where you are right now in this industry? It feels amazing and quite surreal, honestly. Um, I couldn't have dreamed of achieving what I have and I have so many people in this industry to thank for that. That's awesome. So tell us, before we get to all those people that you're going to thank, um, tell us about how you started the industry, what year you started the industry, because I know, but I want my private talk listeners out there to get to know you a little bit better and, you know, feel comfortable on the couch. This is private talk with Miss Texas, and I know that you're not shy of this big booty. So <laughs> give it to us, Miss Angela White. Uh, so I started in the industry in 2003, and I actually started doing Girl Girl Only. So it was eight years of lesbian and then I took the plunge into hardcore boy girl in 2011 and then very soon after that I started my own production company and started shooting everything from anal to gang bangs and blow bangs it was just amazing and um yeah now I've now I live in the states so in 2016 I moved over here and signed with Mark Spiegler and yeah the rest is history so you said that you went from girl girl first and you know then you took the plunge was there a hard like push to go over that plunge or was it something that you kind of already always wanted or did you just kind of feel comfortable while being with these women that it kind of like opened up the sexuality in you that you're like man I just want more when it comes to the decisions that I've made in this industry I've only ever done anything that I felt comfortable with and when I first started I just didn't feel comfortable with the idea of doing boy girl on camera and so I I started off doing solo and girl girl and I absolutely loved it and I felt no need to to jump in and try anything different and it wasn't until after I finished my degree and I was sort of in a transitional point in my life that I started thinking about boy girl hardcore porn and started thinking you know this is something that I really want to do before that there was always sort of something niggling something saying like you're not ready or there's just something holding me back and so all the decisions that I've made um, I've made with a fuck yeah that's what I, it was like if I don't feel like the answer is fuck yes to whatever it is whether it was anal or gangbangs or dps it wasn't until I had that feeling of fuck yes this is what I want to do and I like that yeah fuck <laughs> yes because that's empowering itself you know what I mean like um you know I you know myself being a performer I was the same way I've always like given the advice to people that have you know asked me it's like don't do something because somebody else wants you to do it do it because you feel comfortable do it because you want to do it because that's what matters more because then I feel like then it showcases the realness and not just the fakeness of what could be portrayed on film 
you know, and things like that. But I feel that you have definitely taken over this industry. You came from, you know, doing Australia, you know, coming from Australia. And I met you at Sexpo, I believe, um, was the first time. And you kind of, like I said, you, you to me, I saw it all inside of you, but you don't know how to unleash it. And you had so many questions, which I think is the smartest thing is because, you know, you wanted to be prepared. And it's such a different, you know, segue from just doing girl girl to jumping in and doing your own you know your own films and what I really felt like when I, I was like man go girl was when you came in you said you, you know you started doing your own uh, website and you came and directed to the states and um, you know it was it was amazing like you just brought your sexuality and it was just so cool for you to like counterproductive like I'm not counterproductive I said I guess like share that with us mm. like it just you know because you're such like you ooze sexuality everything from like you I mean your eyes are beautiful so it's like it just draws you in is there something that like um inspired you were you always like a porn watcher or connoisseur before you even got into the girl girl stuff I was a fan I don't know if you ever if you remember this but I actually came up and lined up to see you before I was even producing my own stuff like at I, a sexpo uh, it was at AVN so. See, I don't. See, because the first time, I do remember a couple, like, doing the lines thing, but I feel like the first time I really, maybe just because I talked to you was at mm -hmm. Sexpo, and it was one of those things that I was like, wow, who's this girl with these big old titties, and she's really sexy, and yeah, but that's awesome. So you stated my line, I like that. Yeah. So, so, so does that mean that I was one of the people that you watched to get down and dirty in those porno movies? There's a lot of people that have inspired me in porn from, from both this generation and generations previous. Like I'm very inspired by Danny Ash, who was another big boob model who created Danny's Hard Drive, which I'm, I'm sure you were appeared on. I, I don't know if I, I don't no? think I've ever done, uh, maybe a long time ago, but I don't yeah. have big tits. Like No, but her, she, her website didn't just focus on. Really? I don't know. It does, I mean, it does this, the website sounds familiar, but I yeah. don't necessarily know if pretty I've been sure, on it. Pretty sure I saw you on there, but um, maybe, maybe not. But she, she was an entrepreneur and she really inspired me from a, from a business standpoint. And obviously we had similar body types because she has big natural boobs. And then another big natural boob model, Annie Sprinkle, she always inspired me because of her, her activism and, um, her her educational works like and and her um she did a lot of uh, performance art which really inspired me and then um, just like your work Belladonna's work um, I mean there's so many I mean Tori Black there's so many incredible empowered women from that generation that just threw it down and <laughs> back that thing up girl yeah, back that thing yeah. up so did you get to work with any of your you know these iconic people that you talk about and if you did like you know tell us one of your experiences and how it was I never got to shoot with Belladonna unfortunately I did get to shoot with you on a number of Ooh. occasions which was amazing and actually it was when I worked with you it was the first time I actually thought I could die from being smothered by an ass honestly there was this <laughs> the first time we fought. King Kong ain't got shit on me. You know it. That big booty's big, guys. Private talk. You know, you guys are seeing it, but she's actually living it. And I, as a performer, I used to have this one thing that, like, I wanted them to tap out. Because it's not like, if you're not really sitting on it, you either have a choice. It's either pussy or ass or death. And, you know, she did a really good job. I think we counted it the seconds, I think, at one time. <laughs> then it's like, you know, you don't really want them to pass, you know, and die. So you're just like... And it's over, and you breathe. No, for real, though. Like, I'd had other people sit on my face, but, you know, there's always, like, that little gap where you can breathe just a tiny bit. So Ain't no like gap in that big one. No <laughs> way. She sat on my face, and it actually went through my head, like, holy shit, like, I actually can't breathe, and Were I might Were you scared? Die. I was both scared and euphoric. 
I was happy. I was like, this is But she still kept eating my pussy. No, and I was still, amazing. I was like, you were all I'm in not, it. not giving up. No way. And I'm pretty sure that I took your eyelashes <laughs> when I, when I got off that. <laughs> she was like perfectly on your butt. It was worth it. Um, I worked with Tori Black, which was amazing. Um, I've had the privilege of working with so many incredible women. So if you could have your like ultimate fantasy scene, since you've already done so many like, you know, bodies of work, who could and who would it be? Not people that you've already worked with because it's fantasy. This is like, you know, or maybe no, I, this is your fantasy. I'm not going to take it away. Whatever, whatever your fantasy is, let's, let's tell Private Talk out there what your ultimate scene fantasy would be. Well, since we were just talking about Bella Donna and I never got a chance to shoot with her, that would be a total fantasy. She's my favorite. Yeah, I would love that, but I don't, I don't think she's coming back. Hey, if this is your fantasy, Angela. Right, right Private talk here. If I have to make it happen, I will make in the calls. Maybe we'll just have, a, you know, an OnlyFans content thing with Belladonna. Bring her back. Bring her back. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. I have to be involved, though. I couldn't just bring her back from uh, not just being my, my selfish, <laughs> guilty pleasures because she's definitely an icon woman, and she is, oh, I love her so much. I miss her. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm setting it up, but you're invited. I like that. <laughs> the power, the, the power roles have just reversed. I like it. All right, guys, private talk. I hope you guys are listening and watching this episode with the lovely Angela White. Make sure you subscribe and listen to this episode because it's about to get a lot dirtier. All right, guys. So next question. I want to know, what was the scene that you've done right now that sticks out the most in your mind, your body of work that you feel like you're most accomplished for? Because um, well, guys out there, hold on, before we, let's back up. You've had several, you know, this just what here passed at AVN, you were nominated Female Performer of the Year. Again, congratulations on that. That's for, go, for those of you out there who don't know that it is, it's silly, because if you don't know the adult uh, entertainment business, because, you know, you're a fan of my big t- booty too. Angelina, or Angelina, oh, rewind. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Angela won three times Performer of the Year. And that is the first time that anybody has done three times in a row. I think that's why I'm so tongue-tied, because I don't even know how to say it, because it's never happened before. So, you know, it's it's amazing um, thing that has happened. It's surreal. How does that feel? Like, you went from coming from, you know, Australia, being at the AVN Awards, and you're on stage, and you got that third time in a row. It makes my nipples hard just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> no, honestly, it feels so surreal. It's such an incredible honor and privilege, and it hasn't really sunk in. It's only been a few days. Uh, ago that the, the award show was on and uh, I mean I just still feel like that that you know young Australian girl that aspired to be in the porn industry so to to think that I've won avian performer of the year three times in a in a row is just mind-blowing um but I'm uh, you know I'm really happy that um I was able to achieve that again I can't take all the credit it's with so many people I think when it comes to film production like um movie making is one of the most if not the most collaborative art form because you can't make a movie without so many people agreed but you're a star and you know as much as a star and I know what you're saying as far as it does take a whole team to to, you know build these bodies of work that you know showcase you as as great of a star as you are but you have to take a little bit of credit because you're the first girl that's been three times in a row you know myself I have never even won female performer of the year so we you know I know how important that is to someone like yourself because like you said you that young girl that from Australia came out here with all these big hopes and you made it girl like that's a big accomplishment so embrace that and live up I know it's only been a couple of days but that's a big <laughs> honor yeah 
So is there any other, like I said, um, body of works that you've like stuck out to you that's probably like at this point of your career where you're like, that's the one that's like showcases me and my sexuality? I would say there's three big showcase movies that really like taken together uh, showcase me and kind of like um, like if you want to if you want to know who I am, who I am as a person, as a performer, that you could go out and watch those three movies and understand me. You better listen, Private okay. Talk. Listen so to these movies. Angela Volume Three. Okay. Uh, I am Angela, Evil Angel Films, and Angela White, Dark Side, Jules Jordan. Angela Volume 3 was directed by me, so Angela White, Angela Volume 3, Angela White. Nice. But those three films sort of encapsulate who I am. So what makes those three bodies of work different from each other that if you were to say that no one had ever seen Angela White film before, that those are the three that you need to like study you to be like, yeah, this is why I got three-time AVN Award winning. I would say Angela Volume 3, obviously I directed it, so Everything about that movie is controlled by me, whether it's the location, the wardrobe, my scene partners. It was all me and my vision. So if you want to see what my vision of sexuality is, it's that. And it's all right, like I'm going to watch that one. Pure, <coughs> Noted. pure gonzo, all sex release. And I do everything from blow bangs to gang bangs, but the most hardcore scene in that movie is actually the intimate cream pie scene I do with Manuel Ferreira. It's so hardcore because it's so... So what makes... An- See, or how, what makes a cream pie seem intimate? Because for you guys out there who don't know what a cream pie means, it means that their guy or the performer is coming inside of the girl. Mm-hmm. So that is an intimate thing that you would normally, you know, share with your partner at home. And, you know, it's something that some girls don't even do and put them on, put that on their no list. So what makes that intimate cream pie moment? Well, it was the first and only vaginal cream pie that I ever did. Uh, so it was already a special scene just because it was the first and only one that I did. But the chemistry and connection that I had with Manuel was so deep and incredible that I ended up crying at the end of the scene like it was just a release just so much emotions and that scene like still to this day I get fans coming up saying I cried at the end of that scene and even the New York they cried with you yeah they cried with me that's awesome using their tears as lube but um, (laughs) using those tears as lube I like that I like that a lot but yeah even um New York Post did a write-up about like, that's amazing. Yeah, about that scene, which is crazy for a news outlet to do that. So. That is cool, but that again shows that you know you're doing and making a mark, you know, a splash in this industry. And if New York, you know, New York Times, New York Post, Post yeah. New, York, <laughs> New York Times should have done it. New York yeah. Post, you know, they were with the Times, but that's cool. Just because like not only that that scene, you directed that scene, yeah. so it's more like I said, the intimacy of just directing, the control of that, and how that showcases is is a beautiful thing. Do you think, have you ever cried before in another, like, scene? And not because of the cream pie thing, but just, like, that re- ultimate release. And if you have, um, when? Not like that. No. Mm, not really. No. That was, like, it was just so pure and so raw. I just, I mean, I've had other intimate moments, for sure, in scenes, but there was something about that where I was just so vulnerable. And so I open. feel like, and this is, I am only in my memory, because um, when, I, when I worked for you, um, I feel like... There was an intense moment on set that you had did something that you had never done before with like James Dean. I think it was two other, it was two guys or something had happened. It was like when the first time that I worked for you and I was there and I was like, I was, that's when I was like, real, I was like, you're a real performer. Like you really felt it. Cause a lot of people like they just go to work and they go to set, they do their scene, they go home. Mm -hmm. But to be as passionate and to like give your all, like that's, you know, it takes a lot for someone to be vulnerable and, you know, give that to your fans. You know, it's, it's a, it's a big thing. So that's when I was like, oh. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be a good scene. Because I don't even think I had to work with you yet. I, it was like right before I was in the makeup chair. And it's like, wow, what is this going to be? And <gasps> you know what? I think, was that the day that I was working with Ramon? Maybe. Yeah. I just know there was, I don't know if it was one guy or two guys, but I just remember right before, it just like, you, you like kind of broke down. And I was like, 
I, I could just, like, you know when someone fake cries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which most people do, but, or fake orgasm, but, like, I was like, no, that's real. Yeah. Like, it was, like, it was just, like, sobbing of, like, what it, it was. It could have been, because I know, like, on, on that, I, I think it was that day, um, Ramon made me squirt for the first time, and I okay. was like, oh, my God. I know I was shaking after that. But I don't know if it was that. But anyway. Well, I reminisced. I reminisced yeah. in those things. But uh, do you, so do you uh, squirt now for everyone? Or was Ramon that special person that just did it for you? No, I don't squirt for everybody. Ramon, Manuel. You're such a, um, like a, a savage and so reserved at the same time. It's like you pull back and then you're like, no, but you can't have it. Maybe Manuel <laughs> can have it. But this. <laughs> no, honestly, it's not, it's not like that. It's just like I'm not like you have to bring it out of me. I can't. I'm not like one of those people that can squirt on demand. demand. So I don't, like if someone tries to book me for a squirting scene, I say, what? I can't make that happen. I'm I've been known to like make girls squirt. I've got magical fingers. Yeah. I remember that goggle that we did. I don't know if you fully made me squirt, but I remember you had that squishing sound going the whole time and I was dying. Like, what are you doing? I don't me? think it's quite like that, but maybe, maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll try it later, guys. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> like that so do you have any advice for any girls um that's coming new into the industry right now that you would give them uh i mean definitely um when it comes to this industry there's no one size fits all i would definitely do things that make you feel comfortable i think that the most important thing that you can do in porn is understand your boundaries and the the better you are at saying no the more wonderful it is when you can say yes because Fans can see when you're enjoying yourself on film. So I really recommend that you do things that you truly enjoy and that you're passionate about because it's going to resonate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come across on, sc- on screen whether you're having fun or whether you're not having a good time. So have fun. Have fun, guys. You only live once, and these are the movies that will never go away. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to make you know, a conscious decision of knowing exactly what you do and what you put into it because you know at the end of the day, it's still work. It's a brand. It's, you know, it's... it's what we all do that we all like to watch and see I like it do you um so you say that there's boundaries and certain things um do you have anything on like a no list because I know you know there are certain things and scenes that I wouldn't do as a performer did you do you have any things that you know boundaries that you just don't want to cross or anything like that um so my boundaries have always been kind of like I've, I've known at a certain time what I want to do and and, and then I'll break them, but at my own time. So, for example, I did Girl Girl for so long and I wouldn't break that boundary of working with men until I was truly comfortable. Um, and same with, like, gangbangs and DPs and all of that stuff. Now I'm totally comfortable doing all of that. Um, I, don't do, I don't do cream pie scenes. I mean, obviously I did the... The one special one. one. Yeah, I did one vaginal cream pie scene and one anal cream pie scene. And I'm not saying... I mean, you never say never, but they're very intimate, so it has to be... With the right person, exactly. that's going to make something you know, exactly. that you feel comfortable, you know, and especially yeah. nowadays, the industries have changed a lot since I've been in the business, so I can only imagine the comfortability of how it's not really, you know, apparent as much as it once was at one time, you know, so you, you, there's a lot of things and people doing extracurricular activities that we may not agree with, so I feel like that for me, that's why I always strayed away from the people that I could really do intense scenes with, if it would make it a, you know, a cream pie that was like, oh my God, gonna be the best, or like maybe a more rough scene, because that necessarily wasn't my forte at the time but yeah. I knew that this person that could choke me the right way or spank me the right way or like make me feel like you know a woman at the same time and not degraded yeah I, I mean and that's it like I don't really have a, a a set no list there are certain things that I will do only with you know a you know, certain male talent and other people I'd be like yeah I don't really want you to 
slap me in the face because I don't <coughs> know you that well. I don't know if you know how to do it. But there are certain people that I'm like, yes, absolutely, please. So because you're Angela White and because with that being said is like you're such a superstar, do you have like a yes list now instead of a no list or do you just work with anybody, new guys, it doesn't matter because that's a big, you know, that's a big accomplishment for someone's first day and walk on set and Angela White's right there. It's like, here you go. So do you have any, those types of boundaries? I, I mean, I don't have, I don't really have a no yes or, uh, or a yes list. Um, situational still. Yeah, it's situational. I don't usually get paired with brand new guys um and also I'm specific about what companies I work with so I only work with you know the top tier companies for the most part um and they they realize if they want to get the best scene out of me that it's they're not going to use Joe Schmo from down the block that just started from Craigslist yeah it's better to put them through the ringer first and (laughs) yes I I mean because you never know because I'm I've been on set when there was like oh my god I'm you're I was such a big you know you're I'm a big fan of yours and then I know as soon as they say that my scene's gonna be horrible they're not gonna get wood it's we're gonna be there all day long because it's the intimidation factor the worst thing they can say is oh babe I'm gonna rock your world today yeah I heard that oh no please don't say that because no worlds are being rocked no 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 no. just come in like maybe you will rock my world but don't tell me that just come in and be cool don't tell me that i'm gonna be the best fuck of your life because i know it's not gonna be good now because you know you are but you know that you're not (laughs) so it's like you know you you just have to go back and then it just causes you know you know you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because you're about to have sex yeah (laughs) i like that so um with you being in the industry for how long have you been in the industry now sorry 17 years. Well, this is my 17th year. Your 17th year. So um, with that being said, is it hard for you to date? What is your relationship status? So I'm in a polyamorous relationship, so I'm non-monogamous. Honestly, right now, I don't even have much time to date. I was going to say, with all all these scenes going on and all these awards you're winning, you know, it's it's kind of probably hard to keep a personal life, you know, in that aspect. Yeah, I don't... um, I was I was dating more when I was in Australia, but now that I'm living here and I'm shooting all the time, I don't even really. You got to keep that power of the goal, you know what I mean? Like it's you know you have to be more choicey over there. (laughs) Well, I just had I had more time because I wasn't shooting like I am now. So, Um, what does your schedule consist of? Since you're so busy with all these scenes, do you shoot five times a week? Do you shoot how do you uh, shoot? No, no, I try not to. I try to shoot every other day. I will shoot more if it's like a feature. or something important but to be honest like I really leave everything on the field and I give my all in a scene and so after a scene I can barely walk I can barely walk so like shooting seven days a week would just be my scenes would suffer I wouldn't be able to give the same amount so I need I need recovery days I need days to go to the gym I also run my own business so I need days to actually do that and I edit content so I'm editing scenes and organizing shoots so I can't be on set every single day uh but I work every single day I mean social media is a job in and of itself an independent contractor you mean your your work never you know it never sleeps it never rests you're always constantly doing something so you say you know you have your own company is that just consist of your website do you doing a merch thing where can we find a private talk tell us a little bit where we can find you and list some of those things as well so I have my website angelawhite.com and so I I produce and direct scenes for that and then I also have a DVD. Is it only you or is it uh, other performers including yourself? Is it just you and another performer? Me and another performer. So okay. it's, you know, me and a girl, me and a guy, me by myself. So this is where we're going to see those orgasmic scenes that you may cry, mm-hmm. you may not. Mm-hmm. So you can you can find my scenes there. I have a DVD distribution deal with Moose at Girlfriend Films. So um, you, yeah. So Girl power. DVDs, I like that. See, I like women winning. Women winning. I can't even. Yes. I'm tired. 
These um, big boobies over here are making me tongue tied. I've had sex with you quite a, quite many times, and you know, not enough. you haven't seen them <laughs> enough times. You just get a little hot and flustered uh, sometimes. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, if you ever want to do something for your OnlyFans or anything, you just let me know. You speak about OnlyFans. Tell private talk about your OnlyFans. I've had several girls that aren't in the industry and in the industry both all talk about their OnlyFans. What can we find on yours? You know, I only just started my OnlyFans. I know that's crazy, but I, since I moved here, I've been shooting so much OnlyFans was never really on my radar so I've only been doing it for two months okay so, so right now booty yeah. and then actually new titties new I can't t- even say new booty yeah, I'm <laughs> so used to saying booty new booty new titties are on new the block only fans yes. so you better watch out for this Angela White so I have a bit of everything solo girl girl boy girl um custom so are you doing the same like are you actually constructing those scenes the same way you do your site no so okay. the stuff that i do for only fans is more amateur okay so, so like lifestyle like yep. hey if i wanted to suck on your boob right now yes. what's kind of going on and what happens in the bathroom upstairs no one may know exactly so it feels more intimate and more like they're actually there in the moment rather than like a lot of the stuff that i do for my website and dvds it's very it's hot it's highly polished okay whereas this is more like on the iphone i like it like you're filming it i like it can i film it yes yes I'm going to do a POV. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> you have such a fucking beautiful pussy, too. Like, you're oh, like a butterfly. More. You have these, like... I love the truth! <laughs> tell me more. You just, like, fold those lips out, and it's just a beautiful butterfly. You know exactly what I'm talking you about. You hear too. that private talk? You it's know, gorgeous. If you've never seen those movies, you better watch <laughs> the one with me and Angela White in it. Yeah. We've had several. I mean, what I think is, like... You know, I actually said... I was talking about this on one of the episodes previously, because um, I haven't shot in over three... I don't know. I say three years, and it becomes four and five, and it just still stays three. three. I don't really know. Uh, I, I stick with one number. Um, but you were one of the last scenes I ever did um, for your oh, movie for Elegant Angel, Tip, Tip Woman. Woman. And that was the, the last scene. I don't even remember the guy. I just remember you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being That's in the pool right. on, a, like, a watermelon oh, and yeah. being, yeah, it was very, I played with your boobies. There was I had lots to of have oil. you in that movie because that was another show, Angela White is Tip Woman. I'm like, I yes. need butt woman. Yeah, you know, and if you ever decide to come back, I want to do a tit woman versus butt woman or butt woman versus tit, whatever. Wow. You can win. I don't care. You can. <laughs> but does anybody really win? We both I mean, win. I think it's all winners. Like when I did butt woman versus butt woman um, with Jada Stevens, I was like, "There's really not a winner. Like we're such the same person, and we all both have capes, and we're both, you know." unique beautiful women that have our own attributes so i think there's not a winner if we fuck everybody wins i <laughs> i mean the people who aren't fucking us don't win yeah. but they win because well, they they're being watch. cuckolded and they it's like such it. a beautiful yeah. thing yeah so, so what was your favorite scene with me do you remember mm-hmm. i remembered the one in the pool let's see if you have one are you gonna make this well, up Angela? i do i want the truth the truth is fucking all of them honestly you're amazing um i loved that scene because we covered each other in oil and I love my big oily tits on your big oiled up boobs. You know what's funny is I never used to like oil in the beginning of my porn career because you just like you ate it it was in your hair it was in your ear you like felt like everyone liked um, fishnets and oil and everything you did but I learned to appreciate it later on because I feel like maybe that attests to why my skin is so soft I don't really know but it's just like the motion of like sliding your hands and it just being very like I don't know, like, what is the, what's that website thing where you do, like, sounds, and you're like, shh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that stuff, where it's like, I feel like my, my hands are, like, sloshing your boobs, mm-hmm. like, where it's just, like, you can't really grab on tight because they're just so lovely, but it just, but you know I want to grab them. Like, swimming in the curves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Swim I, to me, Angela. But, you know, you might have liked that scene more because we use coconut oil, because all these 
Mm. Yeah, these companies used to use baby oil and some of them still do and baby oil is not good for you. Tell Private Talk why baby oil is not good for you. It just has so many chemicals and awful things and perfume and things that you don't want inside your vagina or butthole, whereas coconut oh, yeah, not oil... not there. Yeah, coconut oil, you can... Spray that in your butthole and spray it out and it's all good. Just I need a coconut oil sponsor out there. If you guys are <laughs> listening, we need coconut oil here for yeah. private talk because we need to lather these ladies and men up here on my couch for private talk. I think it'd be a lot of fun. What do you think? Would you I come back so. if, I, if, I, yes. if I get to lather you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. Can you tell my private talk listeners where we can find you on Instagram and all your social medias? Instagram is at the Angela White. Make sure you follow that one because there's so many fakes. And I'm shadow banned, so you really need to type it in at the Angela White. Twitter is just at Angela White. What else is there? <laughs> uh, do you have a Snapchat? Snapchat. That's pay, that a paid one. I do. Yeah. I mean, my my public one is Angela White SC, like for Snapchat. So, and then you can find my my premium Snapchat through there. I like it. I love it. And I want some more of it. Private Talk, make sure you're liking and subscribing to the channel. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to get back to one of my favorite parts, Truth with Texas. All right, Private Talk, we are back with my favorite section, Truth with Texas. We are at the Triple X Dark portion of this show because Miss Angela White is um, doing this triple X version for this and I'm excited because these questions most of my guests you know I feel like they want this part just as much as I do but I feel like there's no real question that you can't give me that they haven't told everybody you know at some point mm. or, or shown everybody yeah so yeah. don't get shy don't get nervous private talk is going to take it nice and slow or okay. hard and rough however you like it it's good to start and then get to hard and rough. That's how that would be my preference. The after dark yeah. special. You heard her. She wants to start out slow. So we'll start out slow. Hopefully, when you pick one of these cards, it's the slower one. Because oh, okay. if not, I'm going hard and fast. So, after dark special. Let's get to it. Truth with Texas. Choose a card. I'm just gonna go right. Any card. The one on top, because I imagine you on top of me with that mm, big booty. Imagine me on top. Yes. 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 Club. All right, private talk. Club is our kinky question. Ooh. Ooh. I like the way you say it. All right, so kinky question. It's not going to be too kinky, like I said. I don't feel like anything I could tell you could be crazy kinky. Maybe you should ask me a kinky question, but later. Okay. All right. So what is the last dirty dream that you've had, Miss White? Oh, gosh. You know what really sucks is that I often forget my dreams. Okay. I'll have really, like, crazy intimate really like so many details in a dream and then I'll wake up and for the first five minutes I'll remember it and then it's gone so you're like a vivid dream person I, I dream vividly and then I forget everything and then forget yeah so it's like a stoner in your sleep and you forget all of it you're like me in real life I forget everything but not so we're gonna ask another one because you know that's not the kinky for me yeah. so okay since you've done a lot of bondage a lot of mm -hmm. you know foreplay you're in a poly relationship mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you like being tied up or do you like tying up your partner in no I like being tied up specifically I like being tied up and suspended I love like mm. flying through the air that's what I just want to feel how like, do you fly through the air please okay. please so firstly, give us this, drop okay, the knowledge I'll, okay let's go from the start I like the process of being tied up so okay. I like the way the ropes feel as they wrap them around my body. So I like it to go slow because I just love that feeling. So how is this? Is this like a big like 20 inch rope and we're doing hands, feet, everything and thing, being suspended like in the air? Every, like yes, everything. being suspended okay. in the air. So not like, just a little cheap rope, no, just a little no, tight, no. not shoelaces. 
No, I need take notes. Private talk. I need a professional doing this. This is you better. This is not something I do in my private life. I hate to interrupt you, but private talk. You better subscribe and like right now because she's about to drop some gems. Yes. Here, let's tell it. Let's tell it. All right. So this is always with with a professional. Okay. So usually with John Paul the Pope from Kink, and I like that he slowly wraps the rope around me, so I'm slowly Slowly. being constricted, and I just like to stare into his eyes as he does it because I'm like. As he's staring back at you? Sometimes. Sometimes I think I stare too hard and he gets a little bit... Uncomfortable. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going, Angela White. But I still just keep staring because I love it so much. And so I like to be fully tied and then suspended, So, which means you are lifted up into the air. So you have no limbs touching the ground. But there's no, like, hooks. Uh, they, or they how do they be, suspend they you? There can be hooks, but the ropes are hooked onto it. So I'm not getting the, the so hooks. So it's like an apparatus of something that's like suspending you to the point. So you have no control. You can't have your hands, feet, nothing. Nothing. You're just completely, is your mouth still being able to talk? I or are like, you bounded? I, I don't, I, I have like TMJ, so I don't like ball gags. So I like to still have my mouth free for things to go inside of it. I like this. <laughs> I feel like this is probably a scene. If not, I'm not sure. I haven't watched Dark Side from Jules Jordan, but I should watch it because you won many awards for it. But uh, Jesus. Oh. Angela, for you. You're, this is uh, the dark, the dark special. We need to said Angela Dark. Angela just got real dark. All right, we're ready. We're safe now. Speaking of which, I did um, lock Jules Jordan in the trunk of his Rolls Royce at the end of that movie. Oh, yeah, it was, I really. I might just that. watch it just for that. Just for that, I'll send you having, that clip. It's great. Having Julie locked up anywhere, <laughs> so it, like suspended himself, makes me, get me gets me really off. Yes, you said I and your acceptance speech that that why I said Angela Dark was because yeah. you said the dark side made brought the dark out of Angela. Yeah, so, so I feel Jules like Jules Jordan it, brought out my dark side. Yes, That's, which I yeah, thought was such yeah. like your speeches are very eloquent and very like I don't know if you think them beforehand or not, but it was it was pretty fucking epic I, I there should be more girls like that sh- that shouldn't just thank their mom and dad um you know which they should too at some point but you know what I mean like you spoke very eloquently so I, I appreciate that so yes yeah, suspended in the air do you come more like that or harder not more but hard I guess because you can't just come more you're yeah harder yeah it's well, the intensity it's really intense because you know I have no control over it so it's like you're very vulnerable but it's this weird it's this weird thing because you feel vulnerable, but you also feel safe because the rope sort of caresses you and holds you like a baby. It's like a snuggie. So you're like, yeah, vulnerable yet safe. And then JP, who's usually the one suspending me, time happens to sending me, he like does a lot of forced orgasms. So it's really mm. intense. It gets so intense to the point where the orgasms are painful at the end. But it's still, mm. it's good, but it's... I know you're saying it because I've had my Hitachi several times yeah. and I'm like, wait, one more. And I'm like, oh no, but wait, I can still get and it. it kind of burns a bit. And you're like, oh. Hitachi has exactly. been my boyfriend for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me, but you know what? Single yeah. and ready to mingle private talk. <laughs> so Hitachi is one of my many boyfriends. Yes, yeah. mine's name is Bob because it's frontwards and backwards, best name ever. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Bob never leaves me astray. And now I have one that I can like actually like charge so it's like and has no wire. That shit's the best oh, thing. I ever. always forget to charge it. I re- prefer, I prefer the wire though. I'd prefer to be attached to the wall than have it like run out of battery right when it's See, I used to be like that until I knew that like, I needed more of like mobility, you oh. know? Maybe it's just because I'm a horny bitch. I don't really you know. You like to move around the room, you like to fuck yourself in the kitchen, fuck yourself up against the yeah, wall. Everywhere. Like, yeah, everywhere. Okay. I told you it's my boyfriend, so it's like a date, <laughs> like date night, Netflix and chill. Fuck that. We're yeah. fucking around the whole house yeah. with Bob. Fuck we can't I don't have a cord. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not like subjected to is one it waterproof corner. too. You're like taking it me is. in the shower. It is. I haven't tried it in the shower though, because I get like I get a little like um Maybe the word is like protective. 
I don't want him to die <laughs> in the water. Maybe, I can understand you know what I mean? Like, that. what happens if it short circuits and we're all fucked and then I got to go wait till the next day the oh. store opens and buy a new one. Then you're going to mourn him, get I a did new have boyfriend. A, I did have a really bad situation, though, when he's like the whole, like, where it dies thing. I had a girlfriend of mine, I won't her name nameless. Maybe one day I'll tell her name on this. She should be added for this. But she uses my Hitachi, which I don't care. Whatever, sharing is caring. But charge the thing, bitch. I was like halfway in the middle of it. And I was like about to. And I was like, no. And all I could think was this bitch. And I, I said her name in my head. She, I was so mad. I went to, the, I smoked a blend, went to bed. I was mad. It was like blue lips. The worst case of blue lips I've ever That's had. Awful. Yeah. I yelled at her. You know, I, I, um, I recovered though. Me and Bob, me and Bob are back on speaking. <laughs> you cheated on me, but we're back. We're back. All right, next question. Next card. Okay, okay. I'm going to go for the Ooh, I got the butt plug. Ooh, that's here at Private Talk. That's my favorite one because that's kind of like, it's like my um, butt plug, but different. It's my logo here, and it's um, the naughty question. How naughty do you want to get, Miss Angela White? I mean, I feel like your other question was also naughty, but let's, let's go. Let's I go. always tell everyone that all my questions are kind of naughty because it's truth with Texas. I yeah. mean, we can't have private talk without a little bit of naughty. And we're the after dark special here. So, you know, feel comfortable and get as naughty as you want. All right. Do you like watching your partner masturbate? Uh, mm, mm, yes, but the, okay, I get horny and then I want to fuck. So is that so you can't so, just no, watch I him or her? I don't no, I don't want to watch and then just like watch them. So you're to not completion. a cuckold made to be one. No, no, no. If I see like someone, it doesn't have to be my partner, like a lover, like anyone, even a friend. Like if you started masturbating right now, I wouldn't just sit here and watch you. So you like, join in, unless I mean obviously I'd ask. So after dark consent. is about to get real <laughs> special. I'm about to masturbate <laughs> on the couch. I don't have drop Bob here, but you know what? I would immediately. <laughs> I would be like. Please give me consent because I just want to pounce on you. That's all. Yeah. If I you like said that. if you said no, I would be a cuckold for would, you. But would you masturbate next to me? Yeah. I what if I talk dirty to you while I masturbate oh, to you? Because that's, that's hot. hot. Yeah, that would be hot. But because I have I'd a still, dirty mouth, I'd still want to fuck you. Like, are you sure mm. you don't need a seat? Well, like a See, helping hands here, <laughs> Angela White. I love you. I've always loved you. When I worked with you, I I love you even more now. It's a res- reminiscing about like those times that I was. I can't be inside you. I wish I had a dick, but I don't. You were inside me. You found a way. I mean, there's always me when there's a ways. will, there's yeah. a way. When's the last time you had sex with an ex? Ooh, uh, when I was in Australia. Yeah, so March last year. Mm, yeah, March last year. Yeah. Private talk, you heard that. You heard, girl, you heard. You better be following us on our Twitter, Private Talk Pod, because we're getting a little bit steamier. We've got two more cards. Let's see what we're going to get to, Angela. Okay. Oh, is this a romantic question? It is a romantic. It's all the hearts and stuff. You know, Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. It's all these lovey hearts and all these little fun, special things. I'm a romantic. Are you a romantic? It depends. How do you define romantic? You know, I feel like for me, romantic, there's different parts now, sexually romantic or like, you know, romantic just in, in general. I think I'm like a, an, an overall romantic. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I'm very, I'm a listener. I like to please people. So I'm very in tune to like what they want. So I feel like I'm a really good gift giver as well. Like I feel like if you said something one time, I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to get you like be very thoughtful. So for me, that's like romantic, like yeah. listening and like taking care of someone's needs, him, her, or whoever it is, yeah. friends wise as well. Because I feel like you can be romantic with friends in a non-sexual way yeah um but I feel like it's just like the overall caring of someone and actually listening and being compassionate and giving someone their needs if it's telling them what they want from 
communication See, I or wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that romantic I would call that like it's love it's a form of love because but don't you think part of being romantic is a, or a, I, a stem from love well when I hear the word because you're not romantic with everyone you're romantic with people that you love but see he went but the word romance and romantic has uh, like when I think of that word I think of Mills and Boone I think of what the media tells you what love should be I think of like flowers and chocolates and like you know like I don't like what the media tells us yes I'm not I I like to express my love I'm a sensitive person I I really like I I like to be very open with people and I like to be intimate with them but romantic I don't know I just I feel like what's romantic to you Romantic is sharing your life. Well, okay, you know what? Love is like sharing your life with someone, really caring about them, caring about their needs, caring about their needs over your own. Um, yeah, care, like really, truly caring about somebody. Oh, she's romantic. <laughs> I knew she was. All right, I'm going to ask you this. Um, what was your first sexual experience like? oh, how are we defining a first sexual experience? Because this is the thing. I've been a sexual person since I was very, very young. So obviously, even as a kid, I wasn't having sex, obviously, but I was that kid um, in the back of the library reading Where Did We Come From, looking at the cartoon cartoon uh, characters like the naked men women like staring at the genitals wanting to you're always curious always curious about sex and so you know I was humping my soft toys and I humped pillows too girl yeah yeah we're giving you the truth private talk we humped pillows it's okay look where we came look where we're like fantasizing from a very young age like I I used to love going to like the the public swimming pool because Women, older women would get changed in the changing room. They would get completely naked and I would see pubic hair and I'd be like, oh my God. So I've always been someone that's very sexual, curious about sex, curious about naked body, bodies, nudity. Um, so I don't know, when do, when is your first sexual experience? Is it when you hump a pillow? Is it when you I kiss think first someone? Expe- or first sexual experience to me, well, it's like, let's, let's say penetration. Oh, yeah. Or if it was with a girl, then something that where you felt like the first time that you actually came and like had an experience that you were like new. Because like I said, mm. once I popped, I just couldn't stop. Once yeah. I felt with that like euphoric feeling, which when you orgasm, it's like the most surreal thing ever. Mm. And that's why if you've watched my movies, I roll my eyes in the back of the head. It may look scary, oh. but it feels so, so good. good. Yeah. But, um, but you know what I mean? So that to me is what I would feel like. Now again, like I've humped pillows and whatever and, you know, had some kind of similar sensations of what that was but I mean like when you actually had a partner to share something with that it wasn't just being like okay let me rub this like where do we well I guess some of my first sexual experiences were with my girlfriends like experimenting with with kissing I'm not sure that I got all the way to orgasm but certainly like we so like girlfriends meaning like friends that you just had that were platonic yeah exactly like just friends that were girls. Now, was it we kissing? Lots or of was kissing. Like, okay. Lots of kissing, lots of rubbing, lots of like, it was sort of like a fun joke, but I'm enjoying it more than just a fun joke. You now, know, were like, you the one, because you said you were ser- or curious, were you the one initiating these things? Absolutely or, or not. Was it? Absolutely not, because I was so, because you know, like when you're the real pervert, you don't want to out yourself. So I'm not the initiator. Because then you're like, wow, if they really know what I'm thinking, they're not going to be my friend. <laughs> I, yeah, if they really know what I'm thinking, they're not going to be willing to like play with my boobs because they're going to know that I'm enjoying it maybe a little bit too much so um no I was actually like even though I was curious about sex I was like terrified terrified of actually like doing anything about it so so how did it happen with your friends did your friends were y'all just out like at a like a 
a sleepover, Sleepovers. and one of the other girls started kissing the other girls, and then it just kind of like joined in. Or how, how it first started happening was that I'd be at friends' houses that had older brothers, mm-hmm. and the older brothers would kind of like so it's like truth like, or dare, like exactly oh, kiss her, spin the bottle, okay. or like if you kiss her, we'll give you some beers. If you, you go, know? we go. Like all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So okay. See, with me, I um, I'm from Texas, so no one wanted to talk about it. Nobody initiated it, and myself as well. Like. Not that I, I don't remember what kind of age that my curiosity came about, um, but it was very like taboo. So my friends, it wouldn't be like, like it'd be drunk and then they'd be like, they'd make out and they're like, oh no, that didn't happen. And I'm like, yeah. but it did happen. I'm like, so then I was like, okay, it didn't happen. And then you just didn't really talk about it. And so to my first real sexual experience didn't happen until I was on camera and with Brianna Love. Oh, wow. So it was one of those things that was like hella like intensified. And, and then after that was Belladonna. So that's why I have like, like big sexual moments with these women that were iconic women that actually liked women. So for yeah. me is why I feel like it kind of made me into the true l- lesbian lover that I like mm. to be is because I really appreciated the womanness and like what the sensuality of all that meant. And not just because, oh, that you just, you look a pussy and it's whatever. I feel like I'm actually more picky with women than I am men, mm. which I don't know if you're the same, but hey, you're just up close and personal. And I feel either way you're up close and personal, but I feel like with the women, like a lot of women don't either A, know how to take care of themselves or don't know how to communicate what they really like. Mm. And for me, I feel like I have really great mouth skills out there, private talk, and I don't want to waste these skills. So if you want me to make you orgasm as a woman, I can do it, but just don't let me put my back into it because you'll never leave. I can confirm that that is a fact. Her <laughs> math skills, I can confirm. Mm-mm-mm. You heard it, private talk. All right, let's get to this last question. All right, so diamonds. Diamonds is a spicy question. Oh. And I told you all these are a little They're bit spicy, spicy, naughty. You know, let me give it to you a good one. Hmm. What's the most uncomfortable place you've ever had sex? Oh, God, there's so many uncomfortable places when it comes to when you're fucking in on a porn set. Oh, like kitchen countertops. Um, oh, I fucked on a rock out in the middle of a forest. Sexy. That was so uncomfortable. It was awful. And it was anal as well. Like, uh, and there were like ants crawling up on us and biting our legs and butts. Um, oh, honestly, the list is too long. Just so many uh, showers. So basically, private talk, if you're listening right now, which you should be, porn makes us fuck on really uncomfortable objects for your sexual pleasure. And she looks damn good doing it. So I'm well, going thing. to we fucking applaud you for you. that. <laughs> a rock, girl. You don't know what's stabbing you. If it's a penis, a rock, or something. We make it look like it's so comfortable and we love it so much. You yeah. do love it because I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> We all love it. When I, get, when I get on set and they have a bed for me, I'm like, is this? It's like, like an easy day. Is are you serious? Really? I get to fuck on a bed? Wow. I used to do that when they're like, hey, your box cover, we want your face, not your ass. I'm like, are you not going to get in trouble? Hold on. I don't think I've had very many of this way. I don't know if that happens to you with your big boobies. And you're like, when you get turned around and you're like, no, wait, my, my boobs are over here. I don't no, think you're I, catching I, them. I actually say like, this is a waste of time. Can we just do I said the same thing. I was like, oh, you're going to get fired, I think, because if they're not seeing, I mean, I'm known for my ass. Okay, but I, I have to stop you right there. Your breasts are so underrated. 
so underrated. You have perfect breasts. I've always loved your boobs. Thank They're, you. I appreciate perfectly that. Perfectly shaped, perky, beautiful nipples. Your nice breasts little hand are feels. They're so fucking perfect. Thank you. I, you know, I, I do myself think that they're very underrated, but yeah. I feel like because of the industry that we are, I think that it's because so many girls either have enhanced boobs or just really large boobs that are natural, and I get overlooked because it, there's the comparison. Just like with girls that have nice butts that are smaller, mm. I always say there's classification of booties. There's a little big booty, a big booty, and a big, big booty. Doesn't mean that any less is any better or whatever, but because my ass is so, like, Huge. huge they're like oh yeah she's got tits too <laughs> yeah so you know it's it's a double-edged sword but i i've made a career out of it i love that i've won awards from my ass i always tell my mommy like how does it feel to know that you've made one of the most epic asses out there you know yeah. she gets a little uncomfortable but you know it's, right. it's okay it's okay all right the last part i want to answer that question is when you masturbate alone mm-hmm. Who do you think of? Do you is there is there like a like a specific scene that's like a spank bank? Is it like a, does it even matter who it has to be? Do you just want to like get a quickie out right away? Like how does that happen for Angela White when you're doing your intimate time? Fuck being on set. Fuck being in that when it's like just you. Maybe you've had a month off because I know you work a lot, so masturbating in between may be difficult. <laughs> but how do you masturbate to the point where and who do you masturbate to? Uh, it's not usually a who. It's usually like. Uh, like like a scenario like it's okay so in porn I'm very active I'm always fucking I'm always getting on top I'm being like I'm, I'm taking control you're not in the corner tip. rubbing your pussy I'm and not, being like yeah go ahead guys I'm not go like ahead. laying back as a starfish just like just worrying about my that's own the worst but so when I masturbate though I don't want to be thinking like oh I'm getting on top of the cock and I'm riding like I just want to like I want to lay flat and I just want to like Think about a scenario where I would be laying flat and there would be no reason for me to move. So sometimes it's like I'm in a coma. Or something like somebody's taking advantage. I know that sounds really – I know it sounds strange. Or Miss Texas's <laughs> ass on my face and I just no, cannot No, but move. like when in porn you're always doing something. So when I'm masturbating, I don't want to think about doing anything. I want to think about somebody like either pleasuring me or using me where I can't move, like where I'm mummified, where I'm in a coma, like where like – suspension in the – Yeah, like I'm tied up, like something where – even if I wanted to be active, I couldn't. So therefore, I'm forced to just lay back, relax, and accept this tongue or cock or I fingers like or whatever. Yeah. Do you have a hard time relaxing? I do, yeah, because I'm always on the go. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that yeah. with alpha females, because I myself too, is as soon as I sit still without being restrained, like whatever, yeah. then I'm like, man, I have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So I can, I can understand what that means. It's like you just want stillness. Yes. Like, yeah. for me, I go back to a certain event because then I, that's the one time my mind's not, like, going everywhere that I'm like, yeah, yeah, that felt good. But I like that. I like that honesty. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for coming on my couch Thank and private you. talk and being so candid and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate you. You've always been um, you. a blessing to me. You've, um, like I said, you've always shown me so much love and respect from the moment that I've met you. You've done, I'm happy that you have been successful as much as that you have been. And again, congratulations on your three-time Performer of the Year Award. That is such a big accomplishment. I hope that you take that serious and don't just be like, everybody, no, it's you, girl. It's you. you. It speaks volumes about who you are as a person and who are you as as a successful businesswoman. And I just love that you're on my private talk couch. So make sure that you follow Miss Angela White on all of her endeavors that she has, private talk. We are going to take another little break, and I'm going to switch things up, and I'm going to have Angela put me in the hot seat and ask me some questions. I have so many questions. Mm, I hope you're ready, private talk. 
All right, Private Talk, we are back, and this is time for my big booty to get in this hot seat. All right, Angela, I have been giving you all these questions, all these things about, you know, I've gotten a little tongue-tied a little bit, time or two. Do you have anything that you want to Private Talk to know that you want to know about Miss Texas? Give it to me. Okay, I have so many questions for you. Okay. Um, the first one is, I have to say, one thing that I've always admired about you is your confidence. Like when you walk into a room, you just have this aura about you. Like nobody can fuck with you. You just, you embrace your curves, your femininity. I just, that confidence that you exude, I just, I love that so much about you. And I want to know where do you get that confidence? Where Have you always been like that? Did you, did you grow into that? Well, thank you for giving me that big, um, um, Praise, because you know what it, it does? It takes a strong woman to to uh, validate that and, and to identify that with somebody else. And I think with myself is I've always been a confident woman. I don't. I think it's just because the way I was raised. I, I'm, you know, my mother's a really strong, independent. She doesn't want, you know, she never asked a man to do anything for her. And it was just kind of the way that I was raised is if you want something done, do it yourself. Um, so I kind of took those, you know, uh, qualities and things that I had from, you know, growing up in the Texas, like, Southern charm and all those things and kind of just wrapped it into one is because we're in a business where every day we get ridiculed from, you know, not on set on certain things, most times we would hope not, but, you know, from the outside world is, you know, we do something that most people don't choose to do. You know, we take a big risk because, you know, we want to entertain in the way that we choose to. It's a way that, you know, I myself express myself in art that I had to really take ownership of what I wanted to be and who I wanted it to become. Yeah. So for me, it was that I, why I stayed true to and why, you know, I praise women like yourself of saying like staying true to what you like and not because if somebody wanted you to do it, um, it's because of what on your timeline is what it is because at the end of the day you can't please everybody and as long as you can sleep every single night that's that you know with yourself and what you're comfortable with then that's all that matters so for me I feel like I I just did it I I had no other choice is because you know I I go big or go home was my motto from the day I started and Miss Texas is never going home you know being maybe in different endeavors you know like I said with the whole industry I loved every moment and every year that I was in the industry but there are certain things in certain times of our lives is that we have to you know move on and evolve with that. But with that being said, as I still take my brand into what the podcast is and kind of making that into my own. So I'm trying to take that confidence as well as I did with the industry and portray that into what this is now is because we get so many stigmas of what we can't do. And I'm just not about can't. That's not in my vocabulary. Well, I just want to thank you on behalf of all women for the way that you walk into a room, the way that you just... The way that you embrace your curves. I don't know if you realize how inspirational it is to other people like I can just even just speak to myself that when I've seen you walk in and that big booty shaking and just like I just I admire you so much so thank you and you're fucking you. you're fucking gorgeous you thank know that you. I but. feel like you know it's, I feel like when I first started to notice it, it was back in the day um, I'm not sure when you got in the industry if it was still a big thing but they used to have store signings so you'd actually go to an actual adult store and do signings and do all these things and what I noticed at that was I had a lot of female performers, or not performers, a lot of female fans come and tell me, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, you made having, you know, you made porn being like, not just like the, the you know, the, the typical skinny girl, fake tits, blonde hair, whatever. Like, I feel like I'm sexy because you've shown your sex, you know, you're sexy. Yeah. So for me is I minored in person or in social personality. <laughs> not, I didn't minor in personality. I minored in sociology, but it was big about how people and their personalities were in their niches of like how they were in the environment that they were in. And so each one was a little bit different and I felt like it was 
each time I heard that, it made me feel more empowered and more with a point that I didn't want to stop is because I'm not the skinniest girl. I'm curvy and I embrace my curves because everyone should be loved and everybody should be treated the same way. If you're skinny, big, you know, whatever it is, I feel like it shouldn't be defined of um, 90 pounds and blonde hair and big tits. It could be defined as anything. So I feel like when I started to hear the accolades from real women that were fans, it made me, it lifted me up even higher to go harder for them to portray that, hey, you don't have to be that skinny person. You're still sexual. You can still own your, you know, your, your femininity and sexuality and rock it, girl, because, yeah. hey, big booties matter. Yes, they do. <laughs> and so do yours, big titties, yours too. Big titties matter. Everything <laughs> matters. That's the thing is, like, people try to tear each other down so much. And that's why, for me, I'm such a feminist of heart. And I'm just, you know, a realist. I feel like we get criticized every single day that the last thing a woman should do is try to tear somebody down from their, with the way their hair looks, the way that this looks, or whatever, anything like that. You know, nobody should do it. But women in general, you know, we should be behind each other and strive yeah. for excellence and not, you know, to tear each other down, especially in, you know, an entertainment business. Okay, so I have a sexual question for you. Ooh! <laughs> so, I've seen you fuck in porn many different ways with many different people, but how do you like to fuck at home? And I mean, I'm sure variety is the spice of life, so I'm sure you like lots mm. of different things, but maybe what's a way that you like to fuck that perhaps a fan has never seen on camera, or maybe you're even embarrassed about? You know what's funny is um, I'm probably like, the most prude person ever <laughs> since I haven't been in porn. <laughs> I don't have that much sex, unfortunately. But uh, I do have sex, but not, not, not enough, not nearly enough. I feel like I've, I don't even remember the last time I've had sex, which is really sad, but it's not about that. Let me know if you want to change it. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck only fans. I'm going to be in the car real quick. I got a bathroom break. Um, you know, for me, and I think that it goes back to, so I'm a very sensual person as well. I, um, I think my favorite thing ever, well, I have two scenarios. One is just being fucked and missionary and having a guy like suck on my toes while fucking me. <laughs> favorite. I, I have a foot fetish. I do not deny it. Private talk. You've known me for, I don't fucking know how long, but you're knowing me now that I, I love feet. I don't know. It's a, what about it? There's like all your nerve endings. It's yeah. just very sensual. And to stare in somebody's eyes while you're getting fucked. That's my missionary. It's just, uh, I could like come right now. Like those are one of those, my spank bank things that I go back to on certain occasions with certain people that you may, may not know one day. I hear a private talk. Um, but yeah, that's number one. And then the selfish one is I like to have my cake and eat it too. So I do like a, a threesome with a guy mm. and a girl because I like to get fucked and have my pussy eaten at the same time. Because yeah. that, again, is instant gratification where it's just like if I was like a volcano, I would erupt like immediately because it's just like so self-satisfying. That's just fucking great. Okay, we need to talk about positions though because mm. I've noticed that sometimes some positions – are better for this than others because say you're in mish and then the girl's trying to get her head in there to lick your pussy but then the guy is pounding your pussy and his body's pushing her head away is it better for doggy tell us the position okay that that's that's when you know that you're not with the real trooper because if that's going to happen i'll still attempt to do that but if i'm not moving and trying to find the angle that really pleases you i'm not worth shit mm-hmm. that's right you heard me bitches you gotta fucking move it's three people you kind of like, if you're not, if you're the one sitting on the corner, you're not doing your job right. And not even your job, but you're in a sexual thing, especially if it's more intimate and personal. You should get in there or you need to go home. Yeah. So for me, the best situation is me and Doggy, which is not my favorite position at any means. But for this particular thing that we're speaking of is a girl on her back mm-hmm. and like, I'm not suffocating you this time, Angela, but um, <laughs> I like this licking, where this is going, licking my pussy and while I'm getting fucked and doggy, because for me, it's more like I'm very clitoral stimulated. So for me, I like a lot of sucking on the clip, licking and like playing like that. And I just, yeah, it just feels good. And then in, you know, add a dick in there and then just, you know, 
Okay, it's I'm already imagining it right now. I'm laying on my back and I'm eating your pussy and there's a guy above like fucking your fucking your hole. But I just want you to put all your weight on me and squash me. I don't want you to like hold yourself up with your arms because that hurts. No. Yeah. And I want to feel That's your skin you on That's why you put your like face down, ass up because, mm-hmm. you know, Again, they do no, want to see can, my they you, do want to see my face, but in this situation, I don't want them to because I want to like come so hard that I just want to be like en- engulfed in no, it. No, I want you to be in lazy doggy. Like that's how much like you are like oh like this you side, are like you I are can't squash, even, like, this one? just squash. How no, is lazy doggy. Lazy doggy is like okay. <laughs> I'm like, what lazy is lazy doggy? doggy? Oh, that's like the ones with the big boot. That's almost like the whole like it's like putting a hot dog in a in a bun. Like, I used to like when they would, like, fuck your butt cheeks like that when you put hot. your ass up. Mm. But imagine if I'm underneath you and you're lazy. So you're I'd all squish your you. This exactly. is your fantasy. You, I love. You're, you're still coughing thing is coming back. Now we're both our fantasies are then, being with Then me. I'm being, like, then I can't move. Okay. I'm, like, mummified. Now I'm picturing. Me. I'm, like, really, like, okay, yeah, turn so me more. have to have your legs spread a little bit so my head can still be in there. But my whole mm. body, you're all your skin. I love feeling skin and body I've and got flesh on mine. Oh, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I want all that skin pressed up on me. I want your weight on me and my face buried. And then, I mean, the balls are going to be, like, rubbing on my face. Is that, like, a, a fetish of something? Is that, like, a, does that have a name? Probably. Because I'm, like, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm, like, I wonder if there's other people out there at Private Talk that likes to be, like, to the point where, again, where you're almost, like, smushed, but to the point where you can't move, but mm-hmm. you're still feeling, like, if, like you said, you're very sensual, the soft, like, the touch of the skin, that this, like, the, the legs right up apart. Like, you're very visual, so mm. I'm thinking of it all. I just might have to, like, make a date with Angela. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, Angela? Are you going to suffocate uh, each other? I'm doing, I'm, 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 I'm canceling. Cancel your schedule, <laughs> private talk. If you, can't, if you don't see another episode for a while, I may be suffocating Angela. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. No, but I like that, though. I like, because, again, I feel like maybe I could be wrong, but because we, we everybody's always asked me this, is why I'm prefacing this whole thing, is that what's your biggest fantasy? I'm like... I've lived them all and I've done them all because, you know, with porn is like you've, I've played a doctor or a nurse or this or whatever that you kind of start to come to a point where you've had some, you're highly sexual. You have to find other ways to stimulate yourself. Yep. If it's like you said, you're so active in, you know, other positions before while you're actually working. Now it's like, okay, what about me? Yeah. And it's not even just about me being selfishly. It's about like the wants of if it's the heaviness or the skin or whatever, mm-hmm. which is really unique to like. To learn about so I, I need to well, tap more into that yeah I actually I like a lot of things that don't translate well on film because here's the thing if there's something that I enjoy doing I'll do it in a porn scene I'm not I'm, I'm having sex I'm not gonna fucking waste it I got one of the best men or women in the industry fucking me and I like them to rub my clit a certain way I'm gonna get them to do it I'm not just <laughs> make me come. you're like I or if it's like I'm paying you this scene I'm gonna fuck yeah. me every way I want you <laughs> exactly. to I'm sorry to tell you you're gonna put in work today. but there are things that I like that just don't translate well on screen and what I mean by that is that for the viewer it either it. doesn't look good you can't see it so things like me being squashed like fans i mean they might want to see that for a couple seconds maybe that's something you should try on your only fans because at the end yeah. of the day it's something that's like you still like what i like about all of this is that it's opening up like if it is a fetish or if it's a terminology maybe they don't know how the, it's supposed to translate but maybe on like you know like what the only fans and snapchat things that's more lifestyle if that's what you really well, want you know, to maybe honest, you can start suffocating people angela <laughs> to, to be honest i actually because i've done i've done You've done I, it all. I don't, I don't want to say everything. because you, But you've done a lot of stuff. I've and that's, it's okay stuff. to say that. And like you've seen me do girl-girl scenes a thousand 
a different time. So I actually did um, a, a three-way girl-girl girl scene for Elegant Angel and I had two girls with me covered in oil and I actually begged them both to squash me and they did because I was oh, like, fuck it. If the fans don't want to see this, too bad. But I had But they want to see everything that you portray. On me. Oh, my God. So I had the weight of two women on top of me. I was dying, like in a good way. I was like, <laughs> your eyes just roll back in your head. You're like, oh, my God, I'm ecstasy. You're like reliving And then at things. the start, they were like kind of holding their weight off because I think they – didn't Thought think that I was serious, and I'm like, no, no. I like kicked her leg. I'm like, get your leg off the floor, like really squash me. You're like, me. don't work out, bitch. I want you to smash squash me. me. So I like good. that. Yeah. I love that. That's cool, though. I just, I don't know. I just I like different stuff. I think it's yeah. good. good. I like you, feet too. When you become jaded and sorts, you still like all the great things, like the good things, because all of them are great. Yeah. But you want to do it a little different. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you can call yourself jaded though, because you still like all those. That's things. What I'm saying, it's not jaded, but it's, but it's to the point where you it's want like to explore. But like you saying, lazy doggy. I would have yeah. been like, oh, you know, it's just do-, you know what I mean. Like as far as like those things, like you would think like, oh, it's just doggy. But I feel, I guess, lazy is not the term. Well, they or call jaded, it lazy, not the term. Lazy, do- yeah, because I mean. It actually, I'll tell you what, with big boobs, holding yourself up like this really hurts your arms. So if you can put your arms down, mm. so much more comfortable. Comfy, comfy, yeah. comfy. I like slip it. A, slip a pillow underneath so your clit's rubbing on a pillow. What is your favorite position overall? Mish and followed closely by cowgirl. Mish because I can look into their eyes. Cowgirl, I can also look into their eyes. Mish is great if... If the person knows, well, in that position, probably a guy, if they know how to, like, grind on my clit the right way, cowgirl means that I can do it if they don't know what they're doing. I can grind. With girls, it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. I feel I like think women, like... I get more masculine with women. Like, I started, like, how you said, like, I... Once you've done so much girl-girl stuff and I was really, like, particular about the women, I started doing, like, the whole, like, my favorite thing was, like, Vin Diesel, like, from... Um, Fast and Furious when he picked up the one chick in like the the garage and by her like so I would pick up every girl and just felt like masculine I was like yes and I would just like bounce them up and down like if I had a cock but I didn't but it was just like the feeling of the skin like rubbing Mm -hmm. and like when you're hot and sweaty like it's just like moving parts of things and it just feels so right you know what I do have a favorite position with women Mm -hmm. and it's again like I want to feel as much skin it's where it's not tripping but like her, her thighs on my pussy and my thighs on hers. So, like, it's soft. Oh, so, yeah. Because, you know, like, actual, like, tribbing, like, when you're scissoring and the, the pussies are banging together, actually. Well, especially if they don't have the right pussy that matches yours. Like, it's like puzzle pieces of sorts. Mm-hmm. I'm very lippy, like you were saying earlier, yeah. like, about the butterfly thing. I like to call them my bat wings, but, you know. Um, you know, so it's like, if you feel, like, if it's, because, again, that's the most stimulated like parts it's like I feel like I could feel every single nerve ending of anything like that so I'd like that the rubbing back and forth so I could see like the thigh thing like I yeah. that, the it goes back to the the high the humping, the humping of the pillows <laughs> I'm, like you this, can, I'm like yes yeah you can get it so that then you've got a, a soft meaty thigh on her pussy and a soft meaty thigh on your mm-hmm. pussy and then you're like embracing so you got all that you like meaty just, pussy don't you yeah. is that your favorite I love everything. Or is it just bit. mine? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, the thing that I love more above, above anything else is passion and real chemistry. I like, agree with yeah. that. And that's why I say with women, it's more like the most passionate I feel like you could be is because it's so intimate. Yeah. Like it's like you can't stick it inside. You can't do anything, but it's just like here. Skin. There's like, here, you, there's everything. no overlook. Like you got to stare that person in the face. Yeah. You got to give them that passion. So fucking hot. And we give them that passion private talk. I have one more request okay. and this is just me being very perverted, but this is the after dark special here at private talk. It's been a very long time, but can I touch your breasts? Yes. Can, can you let us know how, yeah. how big they are? Like what, what did you do to grow these things? Are they just yours? Cause I know They're they just, are. Yeah, I know all those yeah, answers, but like, oh, yeah. 
this goes back to these so, they're so soft private talk I can't think when you're touching me it's like it's like oh. it's like the four or five of your heads like I'm tongue tied again look 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 oh. I could give you a nice booby massage oh, we should trade massages ask for uh, ask for yeah, ask I for boobies I'll massage your butt with my boobs ooh yes yeah. see now Get we need to hang out more oh, look yeah. look look I don't know. I don't know when I should stop, but I don't want to. So they're 32 double. I say 32 double G, but it depends on the brand. It depends on the bra. Depends on. It's coming out a little bit. No, because I like that. It's like pre cum, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like water falling Mm. out. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I I had to fangirl out a minute too because as much as like I said, I've seen you come from you know the the beautiful adult star that you are from the beginning to who you are now. I've you know I don't watch your work. You know like all the time, like the dark side that just came out, but I do have watched your scenes. You're an amazing performer. Like I said before, I love that you are so successful. Keep doing your thing, girl, and I wish you so much more success. Thank you for coming to Private Talk. And uh, yeah, that's it, Private Talk. I hope you love this episode. I love Miss Angela White, and I hope you guys love it too. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.